Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Well, Coach Weaver, we're back in the classroom, and I wish I could say it was for better circumstances, but college football and the football coaching community in general lost a true icon recently. Yeah, and coming from our home state, uh, recently where he was at Mississippi State University, um, we're talking about the Pirate. If you were not a college football fan or a football fan at all, uh, but this this hit me a lot like when John Madden passed away. It was, um, and John Madden was a lot older, you know. And that's that's the crummy part of this is, um, and we'll talk more about this as we go on. But it sucked. To say the least, like it sucked. So I mean, our our coaching fraternity uh, lost a godfather, is what I kind of think. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's an OG, right? Yeah. Like when I think of OGs, like there isn't anyone who's more original uh, than Mike Leach, and um, whether it's from his days as a pirate or living in the Keys or just the interesting stuff he could spin, like you know, the best Halloween candy or uh, just the light moments of press conferences, all that just was fresh, right? And it brought a different perspective in a highly competitive world that's dominated by A-type personalities like Nick Saban. Mike Leach was different. Yeah, you go back and you talk about being authentic. So as a wide receiver coach, the game, I I forgot who Mississippi State played, but you remember the video, and as you're listening to this, you're probably going to visualize that video that was run on Twitter where he was taking the chairs and, and putting them down because the receivers uh, couldn't catch a ball. But in the press conference afterwards, he was fearful for those players, uh, kids, and generations to come down that pipeline because he was fearful they wouldn't have hands. And he compared it to T-Rex of, hey, you've got this great, massive, and, and look, we'll play the clip. And I'm genuinely fearful that on our team, if, if, if me and the other coaches don't get them right, um, that about a generation from now, um, their kids and their grandkids won't have hands, you know, because, um, you know, f- from a lack of use, those hands just disappear. I mean, and, and maybe it'll be like this, like those dinosaur hands like this are, you see. And, and you know, you got like a Tyrannosaurus Rex who's clearly good at eating things, big old jaws and all that stuff, fairly athletic and run. Well, his hands are like this. And, and, you know, and I think we took a very, very, very uh, big step as a team, which we have to correct this. We have to correct this because, um, you know, I think that uh, in the end that it's going to be best for all these guys uh, that they have good hand development and that they don't evolve to where they don't have hands. Okay, but we definitely... Um, didn't use ours, and so there certainly wasn't any genetic reinforcement on our part um, that we should maintain our hands. I mean, and I don't want all of a sudden, you know, guys driving across this country, and then they get to Starkville, Mississippi, and all of a sudden there's these athletic-looking, friendly guys, because we have great guys that don't have any hands. And I hope that that's not the case. But that's where we're headed right now, and we're going to try to get that fixed in this off week. Just a way to be an authentic and a way for him to 
just be himself. And that's rare in today's society because we have to be polished. I think a lot of thing that a lot of things that go on social media, a lot of things that go on Twitter, Instagram, like it has to be this perfect picture. And he was not the perfect picture. He he talked about getting married and like pros and cons of being married and uh, just a larger than life character. I mean, I would almost say he was like a cartoon character that yeah. was in real life. If I was giving an award for the most interesting man in the world, he's in the conversation if he's not the winner, right? Like, um, and I think the word you're looking for when you describe that, right? When, When you describe his humorous side, his silly side, obviously you don't achieve the level of success that he did without being productive. So the production side of Mike Leach, like he's relatable to a lot of different people across a lot of different platforms. And I think that's what makes this loss one, it happened really fast. And then two, um, it, it just, it touches a lot of different people in different ways. Yeah. So you think about the offense that he helped provide with how mummy and, and what he did and how he evolved it with mummy. So I had an awesome opportunity to work with AJ Smith, who was with us in the 2018, 2019 football season. And AJ came in, and he was like, yeah, I know June Jones, Hal Mummy, and Mike Leach. To where I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, this guy's younger than me. He goes, yeah, I work with those guys on the Air Raid. And they have this Air Raid certification that they start and all that stuff of just, like, what it means to know all these principles. And I was like, this guy's full of, he's full of bull. Like, there's no way. And he calls him. Just like that. And they start talking about variations of mesh and cross and why sale and all these things. Uh, So, yes, there's a humorous side to him, an authentic side to him. But, man, was he smart. Did he, I mean, he knew ball. And I think about so many times you see all these NFL play sheets. They're huge. Like, you have to have three arms to hold them to where he had a piece of paper and was calling things. Um, So one thing I learned from him was simplicity. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's pro quick draw. Yeah. And I think that's where air raid and it goes all the way back to the days when he was here at Iowa Wesleyan, just a small, small college up here in Iowa. Um, But he knew what he wanted and he knew how to make it happen. And that's where the simplicity came from. Like take all these different ideas of four verts and then mesh routes and uh, use the running back as a receiver, not a runner, and and all these different things that we kind of think of as hokey, or we did at the time, and he put them all together, and he built an offense. I mean, so the simplicity of, I know what I want, and I know how to do it, and this is how they all fit together, that was Mike Leach's genius. Yeah, I, I think of backyard football a lot. Like, he incorporated backyard football into his offense. Find open grass, find, I mean, Don't run the, and we've talked about this at length before, you know, the route tree. You run a five, a seven, a two, like evens are out, odds are in, or if you're vice versa, whatever it is. It didn't matter. 
called a concept and you found open grass and you let your receiver and your quarterback kind of make it right. Uh, yeah. So something you just said, I forgot about. Um, here we go. We are connected with Mike Leach from where he started his career to where yeah. he ended his career. Um, so what a, as you said, Iowa Wesley, and I, I forgot about all that. And then he ends up at Mississippi State where, you know, he won the Egg Bowl his final game. and um, So that kind of connects us even more. But well, let's talk about the coaching community just in general of how much of an outpouring that you're seeing from bowl games like the Gators. Florida had a sticker. I think Mississippi State's going to honor him with a uh, helmet sticker, uh, like a, the main one, as a powered flag, I think. Uh, just talk about just the coaching community and then his disciples, if you will, of who's who are now head coaches that have played for him or have coached under him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the tributes, uh, they're kind of pouring in all over the country, right? One, it's bowl season, so – you can kind of be a little different. You can mash up your uniform just a little bit. Most teams do. Like, I'm not a big fan of putting a Cheez-It on the back of the helmet, but, hey, if that's going to be an award that's going to be for the Cheez-It Bowl, like, I feel like that branding has taken over in the last 10 to 15 years more and more. Um, but, yeah, I think the tributes to just just an OG and a great and someone that has had an – it's really hard to put your thumbprint on – what he did for football, right? It's really hard because it covers so many things. Almost every single one of us has some form of four verts in our offense. Almost every one of us has a, a crossing pattern from really shallow depths in our offense. Mm -hmm. Those are all of his fingerprints all over different things. And so it, it's just hard to really know how big of a multiplier he was. Yeah, I, I'm looking back and looking at like Lincoln Riley at Texas Tech, and like he told him not to play football for him. Like, I want you to coach for me. And then I think about Garner Minshew. Garner Minshew, who, who's from Mississippi, who went all over to Troy, then to Juco, and then to Eastern Carolina, and then was going to go to uh, Alabama as a, an, a graduate assistant and learn under Saban. And Mike Leach snatched him up, and he led the nation in passing his senior year at Wazoo under him. And I think there's so many videos of, you know, Minshew had the mustache and all that stuff of the, the, the fun that he had of Minshew like putting a mustache on Leach during the interview and he left it on there. But going back to like the tributes, uh, the four verts, that's one of my favorite plays because there's so much you can do out of four verts. And he revolutionized it by saying, hey, let's make reads off of this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Same thing as Y Cross and Y Sale. And, and yeah. you guys that are air raids, uh, guys, or you have air raid principles because like people ask us, are y'all air raid? I was like, we have principles. But what offense really doesn't have an air raid principle to it? Uh, you know, and then I go back. And think about who else revolutionized the passing game was Steve Spurrier. You know, mm -hmm. so you have these 
these big names. Um, and then, I mean, I said this in a tweet, probably, I think the day after he passed. It's where we get our receiver name from. Air Raid Brigade. Like, it, it just stems from that. So, the impact that he's had on college football, uh, I compare that to John Madden. Not yeah. as, not as, like, you didn't get to see the announcer side, but my goodness, what if, what if Leach in five years said, hey, I'm hanging up, I'm going to go be an announcer on Monday Night Football? I'd tune in. Yeah. I'd tune in. Uh, yeah. It'd be like Payne and e- Eli, but like, let's do Mike and Gardner, you know? Like, right. I mean, let's <laughs> let's do some of these guys together. Um, I bet Leach has some buddies that are really interesting themselves. So, like, let's bring his own guest yeah. on uh, or whatever else. And and I know he doesn't have the championships, right? I know he hasn't had the, the big wow moment mm-hmm. where it's like got to hang a banner and the confetti flying and all that stuff. But – I met Leach before he took over at Wazoo. Hmm. And you talk about a dead program, Washington State. I mean, Pullman, Washington. I couldn't even tell you where that is on a map or what's close to that. Um, And so he goes there yet, and he finds a way to be successful. And I remember asking him um, at a book signing. That's where I met him at. But I remember asking him, I go, hey, what can we expect for you at Washington State? Because you know, when he's at Texas Tech and the air raid kind of comes out, you're like, okay, it's gimmicky. Mm-hmm. It works in the Big 12. It works in Texas because you got athletes. Who's going to Pullman to run that offense, right? That was my question to him. And he's like, well, you're going to be surprised, but we're going to run it and we're going to get good people and we're going to have success. And it's amazing. One of my favorite tributes that I saw in the last week was from Washington State thanking him for everything he did, putting them on the map again in college football uh, bringing game day to college football because, I mean, we know the tradition of the flag going to different places for game day. But to actually bring game day to Wazoo, uh, I mean, it's just those are fingerprints that no one else has the power to do. Yeah, and, you know, he always, even when he took the job at Mississippi State, he was very thankful for being a Coug. He thanked them for that. And uh, I think that was his brightest moment. You know, you had – the, the stuff that happened at Texas Tech that kind of gave him a black eye. But then he goes and does that, and then he takes it to the SEC. Yeah. And a lot of people forget, during the COVID year, he goes and torches LSU. At LSU, single-game passing record. Uh, so it's just, you know, he had a quote this one time, and I just think about his legacy of, as a coach. And I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to try to find it for our listeners to, to actually hear it. But it was when he was at Wazoo, and he was talking about it was a special win, and you can't, you don't just win on a Saturday. You have to win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you, you put it all together on a Saturday. And I thought that was very powerful just from the standpoint of, you know, a lot of coaches say, you can't win a state championship on a Monday. You can't win a game on a Monday, but you can lose it. And he just flipped it and was like, you have to win Monday to win Tuesday to win Wednesday. Yes. And uh, I had a listen to uh, a podcast this morning, and I put this out there, and it was phenomenal, I thought. So it's out there. But talk about preparation. So it goes back to Mike Leach and have them win Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. But Carol Olson, the women's basketball coach at Duke, if you don't follow her, do. I mean, she's phenomenal at what she does from a leadership standpoint. But she goes, Preparation doesn't guarantee a result. It guarantees growth. So just because you 
study for a test doesn't guarantee you an A. The same thing with Mike Leach. Just because you won on a Monday, you have to win on a Tuesday. It doesn't guarantee a win on a Saturday. It just guarantees you an opportunity to grow in whatever that is. So uh, just two worlds colliding from women's basketball to college football and, and people that are larger than life. They, they just get the end result, and I think Mike Leach did that. He, he got the end result, whether it was a win or a loss. He, well – and and it's bigger than that, right? Because it's like when 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 you're truly great at something, everybody starts to pay attention, mm-hmm. and then other people take what you do and make it their own as well. And I think that's the point you're trying to make with Coach Lawson there. Um, and it goes back to the single greatest lesson I learned from Leach. I actually learned from Kirk Ferentz. So I talked to Kirk, who talked to Leach, or who you know knew Leach on a personal level, and then Leach impacted Kirk who gave it to everyone else. Um, and it was a few years ago at the uh, Iowa Football Coaches Association, Kirk Ferentz, keynote speaker. And he gets up and he says um, uh, just a few words from Leach's book, Swinger Sword. And I've read Swinger Sword. I've got a signed copy in my in my personal library, those Same. kind of things. Same here. Right? Like, like any coach that publishes a book, I mean, that's the first thing that I download, especially one that's uh, as interesting and well-known as that. And it's a great story. But Kirk Ferentz really put a different spin on it, and it's impacted me ever since, probably the last 10 years. But you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. Mm. And that was Mike Leach that said that in Swinger Sword. Kirk Ferentz delivered that in front of the Iowa Football Coaches Association. And I think about the millions of decisions I've made in coaching over the last decade or so, right? That one single quote, impacts me more on a daily basis when facing a decision than anything else I've read. I'm coaching it or allowing it to happen. It is ultimately me who is making a decision with the things I enforce or the things that I don't enforce. Yeah, I want our listeners to hear that because when you put it in the framework of running a program and you look back and you get mad at your players, you get upset with them, Put it through the lens of, am I coaching it? Or am I allowing that to happen? So I, I think about if the locker room's trashy. Are you allowing that to be trashy? Are you coaching up? And here's my thing. Is your office clean? Right. Are you structured? Are you organized? Then your kids will follow suit. So I, I'm going to echo that and ditto that. Uh, what a great lens to look at going through 2023 for, for coaches that – Maybe you're frustrated with a season that happened. You didn't like the result, or maybe you didn't like how you coached your team. Do a mirror test and be like, was I coaching that, or did I just allow that to happen? Yeah, so I mean, and and you've mentioned cleaning the locker room. You mentioned cleaning your space. I mean, it goes with everything. What kind of language are your players saying to each other? Like, I got mad at a wrestling team today. and I mean, I didn't get mad, but I kind of had to – raise my voice and scold them a little bit because how they talk to each other was awful. Like, Oh, you suck. And I mean, we played dodgeball today because we're kind of heading into the back half of the season here and we don't have a competition until after the new year, but they're like, Oh, you suck. Or, you know, you're not doing very well or ha 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 laughing at people. And it's like, you guys are awful to each other. And I know it's a competitive environment, but I don't want my team to talk to their teammates that way. So I'm coaching it or allowing it to happen. Um, I play music at practice, right? A lot of us do. 
And uh, if, I'll take requests from time to time, but I'm probably not going to play at that practice and definitely not in the moment. And the other thing is I turn my content filters on so there's no explicit music on my phone, right? Because I'm not going to get fired over someone else's playlist. That's what I always say. Um, well, I got a new phone last week, and then I played practice on Friday in the room. And it's a big burn day because we had a tournament Saturday. And so the music is jacked up. Well, some explicit language comes on because my content, fil- you know, the filters reset with my new phone. And it's like, I mean, I had nothing to say when our head coach walked in the room and that was playing. It's like, yep, that's on me. I'm coaching it or allowing it to happen. Right. And uh, so I coach myself to be better and is really quick to like just flip the button over to explicit content off. But those little things, right? It's little details. And I think the leadership lesson that I've gained more in the last 20 years than anything else, in addition to your coaching it or allowing it to happen is take care of the little things and the big things won't happen. Yeah, that's that's so true. That goes back to my junior high days. Mm-hmm. When I would be the head coach of a junior high team is you take care of all the little things. So if you really want to get to it, it's death by inches. The little things add up to be feet, right? So the inches can turn into feet. So uh, whether it's a locker room, whether it's language, whether it's uh, how you warm up, right? It's what music are you allowing your team to listen to before they walk out? Are you in control of that or are they? Uh, what are their grades like, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're here in Iowa where no pass, no play is going to I mean if you wrestle and you fail a class, you might as well not even wrestle the second half of the season because it won't matter. You you cannot, there's no competition that you'll be eligible to come back for after your 30 days. Yeah. And I, and I go back so, to what are your intentions as a coach? What are your intentions? Uh, wow. La- so all that's Mike Leach. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that's fitting, going back to Mike Leach. They're playing, he's the pirate, and where are they playing? Raymond James, right? What's the most iconic thing in Raymond James? A pirate ship. Coincidence? I don't know. Maybe it's the bowl selection was like, hey, we're putting him in this bowl because it has a pirate ship, and he is the pirate, and... They can have fun with the media or you fill in the blank how that happened. Yeah, I I think it's great. And I know there's a lot of people right now searching for meaning. We're searching for deeper answers. That's just part of human nature. Um, I don't know. I just know that that the pirate is going to continue to impact me. Uh It's going to continue to impact my coaching style and philosophies. And I know the same for you and for thousands of other coaches around the country. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a Parker Resources ask what was one thing that you learned in 2022 that has helped change. And right before we recorded this podcast, like 30 minutes before we recorded, I answered the question and reflecting back on 2022. And we can get into this deeper of another conversation and another podcast as we keep growing. But I said enjoy being in the moment. Take time to soak up what you're doing at that particular time because time is precious. And I think about Mike Leach on that. He lived every day, that's why he was the pirate, lived every day like a pirate because they weren't promised tomorrow. And what a challenge that is and a charge on our life is 2022 is, you know, two weeks 
away from being over and we enter into 2023, what did you learn most about yourself in 2022? Or what are you going to change that you didn't like in 2022? Yeah. To impact 2023 for a better. And for me, it's to soak in and soak up where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I'll connect that to pirates because a lot of people have this misconception that pirates buried treasure and all these other things. They didn't. Pirates immediately spent their money. So whatever they stole from other people, they spent it immediately. And I just think that's a great, uh, a great lesson too, right? What are you saving yourself for? Yeah. What are you waiting that you shouldn't be waiting on, right? And I think that's where Coach Leach's death is going to uh, send an urgency. Like, let's kick this into overdrive. Let's spend the gold we've been sitting on, um, not burying, but like, let's spend it. Do something that you maybe put off doing or have waited to start. Go get started now because you're exactly right. Live in the moment, be the moment, like time is precious. Yes. Coaches, that'll do it for this edition of the Culture Classroom. Uh, Coach Tory, what a what a fun time to reflect back on Mike Leach and his legacy and uh, how it's impacted you and myself going forward in the coaching community. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes on the Culture Classroom as we get started in 2023.